For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is lesson three of the Shelter Animal Reiki Association uh, Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioner class. And I'd like to start tonight off um, by doing a meditation. So if we want to just get ourselves comfortable, find a nice sitting place, either sitting cross-legged on the ground or with your back in a chair. And then we'll just have our feet on the floor and we'll take a couple deep breaths, breathing in through our nose and pulling that breath down into our belly. And on the out breath, really feeling all that stress and tension go away. Breathing in, pulling the air down to your belly. And on the out breath, pushing stress, tension, anything you're holding in, push it out with your breath. And whenever you're ready, I'd like you to set your intention that you're open to receive whatever it is that you may need most at this moment in time and whatever it is that the animals or people that come to you need most at this moment in time. Let's just all just take a minute to think about people and animals who might need healing tonight. And we'll just put them in our virtual circle. And we'll just set our intention that healing goes to all who need it. I'd like to start tonight by doing the Joshin Kokyo Ho, breathing in through your nose, pulling that breath down to your heart. And on the out breath, pushing your energy out through every pore in your body, breathing in through your nose. See that beautiful golden healing energy go down to your heart and on the out breath. Feel that light filling your body and seeping out every cell. As you breathe in and out, you become this beautiful healing light. I'd like you to imagine there's a beautiful light that's extending from your heart beautiful bridge of light. Breathing in and out, our bridge becomes brighter, stronger, filled with all the love, compassion, joy, balance, and grounded energy that we have. It's a beautiful healing space. Every breath in and out, see your bridge becoming brighter and stronger. This bridge is a part of you and can be accessed at any time to offer healing to those who need it. As you breathe in and out, you feel yourself becoming very grounded. Big, strong pillar that's holding out gorgeous, loving, healing bridge. Bridge is big and wide enough. All animals need healing. All animals in the world. The bridge knows no bounds, no limits. I'd like you to bring to mind an animal or animals you might feel that would like to be on your bridge. Maybe the animal will come and step just upon the bridge. Maybe they'll come halfway up the bridge, or maybe they'll come all the way to the bridge. As you breathe in and out, set your intention that all are welcome. 
Maybe one animal will come to mind and another will come to the bridge. Just be open to all possibilities. As you breathe in and out, let go of all stresses. Just all the beauty, love, joy. Fills your fridge, fill your entire body. In this space, you are perfectly balanced, grounded yet open, and you're able to offer beautiful healing bridge where all can sit on it or maybe come into your heart but feel safe and healed. I'd like you to slowly bring yourself back. It's keeping that space of the bridge within you throughout class, throughout the night, throughout your week. Always coming back to that beautiful space that you create that's a part of you. So I'm going to open it up um, to the sharing right away tonight. The handout was about human um, treatments, and, you know, we go over that a little bit just so you can do self-treatment on on yourself and and just in case you want to do uh, Reiki with people, there's some little guidelines and everything. And the next lesson is all about how to approach animals. So I want to open it up to discussion because... Most of the things in Lesson 4 will probably come up tonight, or at least a lot of them. And what doesn't come up, we'll be sure to cover at the end of class. So I'd like to open it up. Um, Jane, do you want to share first? Oh, whoops. I have to unmute you all. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that. That would help. Okay. Come on. Sorry about that. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. I muted yeah. you and then <laughs> This is Jane. <laughs> Did you so. which exercise do you want me to share? Both or one or Yeah, both. Yeah, whatever yeah. you'd like. But yeah, if you if you want to do both, that'd be great. But if not, that's fine too. I can I can do both briefly so everyone else can okay. get a chance. Um okay, as far as the exercise with the animal, I um I think I'd mentioned last week I'd gone to a friend's house that had a new new cat and so mm-hmm. I, I continued working with him but when I was at her house and I uh I did the bridge and um the dissonant healing, and, I, and I'll, as an aside here, I am a Reiki master, so I did activate the distance symbol for, for uh, a horse that I'm familiar with that uh-huh. uh, is going through lameness right now. And he also had had some big swelling in his throat and nasal discharge. So um, I had opened the bridge up and uh, had kind of asked this horse's higher self if he was open and I mean, this horse jumped on the bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! Yeah, well, he we're he, we're really we're really attached. And interestingly enough, he the very last ride that I had taken with him, we actually had cross had come to a bridge crossing, and he had uh, balked at going across that bridge, which I found fascinating when he just happened <laughs> to jump on this bridge. <laughs> Um, but he he kind of came straight into my heart and laid down, um, oh. and that really 
kind of did an overwhelming sadness for me, and I uh, do have to say I started shedding some tears at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just continued on with that meditation, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, and uh, during that time, the cat had actually come and gotten in my lap at that point, um, and after probably, I'm gonna, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, uh, the horse, Chief, actually stood up and shook like a horse would kind of shake and uh, and left the bridge. And so I, I thanked him and, and kind of closed that session. It was really fascinating, though, um, particularly since we had had an issue with the bridge not far before. <laughs> I know, isn't that ironic how many times? This bridge I can uh, And I did go visit him today and uh, spent time doing some, some work with him. And uh, he he does. He just he comes over and he takes his head and just pulls me into his chest. He's just, so... Um, but it, it it was it was interesting uh, when I first started that doing the uh, the meditation. At at first the the energy coming through felt more like a, a trickle or a thin line, and mm-hmm. I really during that meditation had to work at expanding the the opening in my body to get it down into the hara. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, that was that was a good learning lesson for me to be real aware of of that feeling and the the size of the energy, as it were. Um, right. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Um, and then the second session, um, as as far as um, the the exercise with the people. <laughs> I actually had the opportunity last Friday um, here in in Missoula, Montana, there is um, a Reiki circle that they call it that meets, oh, every month, every two months. And I had gone to that previous week, and the the man that has the the school here um, asked if I would assist him in teaching level one, which was last Friday, and we had... We had 12 people, so I got to put hands on 12 different people. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot During of that day, it, it went from like 8 in the morning till 6, 6.30 at night. So oh, my gosh. I did have the opportunity to do that. Um, I, I do have to say people are not my favorite thing. I do love the animals, yeah. but uh, it had been a long time since I'd done that, and it, it was very, very rewarding. And he is of a different lineage, Leah, than... than uh-huh. Uh, he comes down through the William Rand lineage, uh-huh. yeah. which is actually where I was trained too. So I'm I'm really enjoying working with you all, learning much much more. Yes. Yeah, and and like I said before, you know we love William, and and we're just so sorry to hear he's ill right now. And Kathleen's been kind of emailing him back and forth to, to lend our support. He is a really generous and sweet man, and uh, he's given Sarah a lot of support you know, through publishing Kathleen's articles um, to giving us a donation before. So Uh he's just a really lovely man. And we support William and his teachings because for people, um, they really are the way to go because people need a more outward. But the Japanese way that Franz teaches is more inward and the animals really respond to that. Yeah, yeah. It used to be years ago when we first started there, William was really kind of against what Kathleen was teaching. Oh, and really? Oh, that's Yeah, well, not against it. He just didn't want to publish some of the articles. Um, he did one on attunements, how to attune animals, and you know, we're not of that belief. So Kathleen wrote one, and he didn't want to publish it. And then it was really funny because that was like, I don't know, maybe four years ago. And then recently, I think it was last year, she he asked her if, she had any articles about that, and he published it. Oh, I so, I've, I've, yeah. I've never met him. I, I actually was trained by Anna Twenty. Oh, really? Oh, great. All horses. <laughs> that's all about horses, of course. Yeah, yeah that's of course. What I got three levels from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's very nice. He's a very nice man, and 
um, yeah, I mean, and we support his teachings for people, definitely. I mean, I, I have nothing but good things to say about William and his teachings. And, you know, well, and I don't people, think we always ever, the people that come are nice. Hmm? I don't think it's ever a bad thing to to study with other people and, and, and learn, and it's always a good thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Jane. I appreciate that. You bet. And tell Keith thank you, too. That was so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and Michelle, would you like to share? Sure. Um, I am so sorry, though, to hear William Lee Rand is ill. Oh. Yeah, he has heart problems or something. Maybe that isn't public. I don't know. Sorry, well, speak to yourself, ladies. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think he's uh, had some issues, some health issues. And, mm. um, yeah, he's he's becoming religious now. Um, because of it, and and which is this is uh, something that happened too, which was kind of sad in a way, because William is turning to Jesus, which is a wonderful thing, and I think that when you're really ill, you do that. But what's kind of sad to me is that this is why the human Reiki practice sometimes isn't enough, because with the Japanese practice, when you go deep and you meditate and you can let go of things, you can really help yourself um, in a lot of ways and he's not really opening himself up to Reiki as much as he is Jesus to cure him and which is great but I think you know also Reiki is such a wonderful tool too so it's kind of a a strange thing but everybody is on their own path but that's why I really believe in this Japanese way is because it's all about going inward and all about yourself and all about bringing yourself into balance and you know it's great to get other people to give you reiki and to get into that space that beautiful healing calm space and with animals it's the same thing you can heal if you can bring your body into balance and when we're sick sometimes we can't do that so we call on our friends and other people and even the animals to help us and it's a very healing experience and you know kathleen i saw her go through cancer twice and um come through with you know maybe not Here's the thing, it's just because you do Reiki doesn't mean you're going to be healed, but what Reiki can do is bring peace to a very stressful situation and help you to cope with something that maybe otherwise might topple you over, and that's really a gift. So that's why we really need to be in our practice, and you know, we just need to send William all the best and um, some love and compassion for his situation. Yeah. It's okay. always sad when somebody has to think it's either or. Uh, yeah, I yeah, and that's kind of the space it seems like he is, but but who knows? I don't know him personally, so I'm just kind of you know making suggestions. Mm. That's I did right. the Holy so. Fire Master teacher practitioner yeah. with him last yeah. May, and it was really a wonderful experience. And mm. uh, it, but it's also as was said earlier, interesting to read this and learn about this different approach to Reiki yeah. and. Um, yeah. Just see what the parallels are and how things can be done differently as well. Um, well, but anyway. you know, I mean, it all started with the same base in Japan, and then when Mrs. Takata brought it, she mm-hmm. changed some things, you know, and and rightly so. But it doesn't mean the things she changed or, or what she added doesn't work. You know, everybody. I mean, I. I mean, we're learning things that Kathleen created, right? I mean, what makes her any different than Mrs. Takata? Mrs. Takata created some really beautiful teachings, and so have other teachers like William. I mean, yeah. I think the more you go into your practice, the more things will come to you and you experience more. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, my experience. Um, when I read the suggested directions about trying to do distance with an animal or um, an, an animal that had passed, I first thought I would choose a, a dog that had passed. But I noticed I kept procrastinating doing the meditation, and I think I was just a little maybe not yet ready for what might happen in that meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I got an email about um, a horse that I've previously done some work with. Who's, Louie is 34 years old and uh, um, he hurt his right eye somehow. And so I thought, this 
this is what I'm supposed to do for my homework. <laughs> I'm supposed to do oh. Reiki with Louie. Um, so that's what I did. And at first, um, well, I shouldn't say at first it was because it was the first time I'd done this new meditation. It was very challenging for me to create that bridge from my heart. And, you know, my mind kept saying things like, well, how long should it be? How wide should it be? Am I doing this right? <laughs> Questioning rather than just right. letting it be. Um, but I finally, I got into it, and Louis the horse, um, like I had the bridge go to his stall because I knew he'd be in his stall with his hurt eye. And he came right out of the stall and came up, walked onto the bridge. And it was interesting. I've had this experience, I think, three different times now when I've done a meditation with an animal. And I get these flashes in my mind. And the flashes are like, it's more than a video. It's almost like I'm seeing it live. It's brilliant mm. sunshine, beautiful green. And Louis presented himself as he would have been in his in his heyday, just this quarter horse with the white blaze down his forehead. Oh, um, nice. It only lasts a split second or so. And then later in the meditation, I had a similar experience, and this time he was out. Uh, with his owner out walking and moving around. Um, so those were the two things that really were kind of unique, interesting about mm-hmm. the experience. And then I found that I started drifting to, like, all I needed to get done for work today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, no, you're losing it. Come back, come back. And then I said, check the time. And here it had been 25 minutes. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe this is my signal that, you know, we're done <laughs> with this here. And Louie had disappeared out of the picture. So, I, yeah, I brought it to a close, thanking him as the directions, you know, oh, to do. So, so it nice. actually that's turned out very nice. I, yeah. I do want it with my pets that have passed, but mm-hmm. uh, I need to be in a place where I've got more time to deal with it. And and also, I got emotional, too, at the very beginning and shed some tears. It just... Um, it, it's it's just an emotional time right now, too. Yeah. yeah. And I I know how you feel because um, I've lost quite a few animals this year, and uh, it, it, I just can't bring myself, really, to connect with them yet because I just... I, every time I do, I start to cry, and then I think, okay, I need to go back to my practice because I don't want to do that. You know, you want to be joyful. But they also understand that we miss them, and that's how we show, you know, pain, and they want to heal us. And really, as I'm talking to you, I feel like I should just do this and let my animals do something for me because that's one thing we don't allow, right? We are like, oh, I'm here for you, and really, mm-hmm. they're here for us too. and we need to allow that, and and like you said, give yourself time to be able to do it in case you do cry and you do have an emotional experience. Yeah. But but you know they do want to connect with us, and that's why we feel them still still with us, and it is a nice way to do it. And then my experience with people, um, I worked on my husband who I've done Reiki many Reiki sessions with. Um, and I did that this morning, and we went to a room that we don't usually spend much time in, and it was he sat in a chair, and it was interesting. Both dogs came out, and one got on one side of him, and one got on the other. And uh, Lucy, <laughs> when I started, just got very still and looked at me. She's like, hey, this is Reiki. <laughs> she really knows Reiki and loves Reiki. And, but it was so interesting how still they got, and quiet, and um, then they decided, well, they weren't the ones in the, getting the direct benefit of the Reiki at the moment, so they started playing with each other. But so, so funny. Um, it went very well. Bill really liked it, and it was also very relaxing for me, which I needed. Yeah, isn't that nice when you can offer Reiki? That's something for us all to remember, that it's there to help us relax, 
too, just even by offering it, even when we sit with our animals and offer it, if we can allow ourselves to experience that openness. But it's nice that your animals were there with you because it does make that space so nice, doesn't it? It just opens it up and it really enhances it. So that's beautiful they came to share. So, um, you know what, Jody, I'm going to get to you, but I want to get to you last because I want you to share something. Um, I, there's a thing about animal approach that I want you to share. So I'm okay. going to, um, I saw that Kate joined us. Kate, would you like to share? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I had it on mute because my dog's making a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I finally made it. I'm glad. Um, yes, welcome. So, um, do you want me to just share my homework? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, just share it for lesson three. Yep. Yep. So, um, the animal one. My friend, um, I don't. Know, he lives about five hours from here. Got a new rescue dog. Um, he does, you know, large breed rehab. Um, usually he does mastiffs. This one happened to be a German Shepherd, and he saw it on Craigslist, and he thought, oh, that's not good. So he got it, but it's biting all the time. Um, anytime it doesn't like something or it's told what to do or doesn't get its way, it bites. And so he isn't quite sure what to do or what's causing it. So I said, well, can I try sending it Reiki for a week? And I've done it a couple times now, you know, with the bridge. He showed up right away. Um, And I've never met the dog, but he was kind of there. I told him why I was there, and he said it was okay. But he didn't seem to want Reiki for himself. He wants it for the situation. So yeah, I don't. I haven't quite figured out if he's confused, um, if he's not comfortable with the other dogs in the house. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's been in several homes, um, mm. so you know he's probably bringing some confusion in with him. Um, this is supposed to be his permanent home, you know. Um, and that's good to tell him that, Kate, mm-hmm. too, to reassure him. In fact, um, and you know, I haven't. Maybe I'll do that next time I talk to him and kind of just it's say, really hey, you, know, "You get to stay." <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm gonna, I'm just gonna add to what you're saying and then let you finish. But since we brought this up, I just want to say really quickly. So, um, when Jennifer shared her homework, she said that one of the things she struggled with is profound sadness that occurs when working with shelter animals and mm-hmm. which is the best to handle it or you know how do you handle this and I was telling her that the best thing you can do is to ground yourself and when you ground yourself you create that strong space that the animal can get as much healing as they need or the situation but what on kind of to piggyback on what you were saying is that one time at the shelter there was this dog Katie she was in Akita and she had been brought back and she'd been the dog got out once, brought back, and then they had to kind of quarantine her because she bit. And mm-hmm. so the guy kind of set her up for failure, and it was just a very sad story. She hadn't had a good life up until her two years. So after I had gone through all my training, they Katie had been in there for six months, and she was starting to yowl every night, and she wouldn't stop. And they said, you know, could you go work with her? So I went in with her. And um, we did a treatment, and I just kept telling her, you know, that she was loved and everyone at the shelter loved her and cared for her. And that I didn't really say anything about her getting a home because, you know, you never want to promise something, but we did some work. And so then I worked with her for four days during distance, and then I came back. And when I came back, I um, was sitting with her, and this couple came up to the window. And they were looking at her and reading her little sign. And she looked at me and she just sighed and she put her head down. And when we were sitting there, I told her, Katie, you don't have to wait for someone to pick you. You can pick someone. Mm -hmm. And that's all I was saying to her. I was just like sending her love and saying, you know, you don't have to wait for someone. You can pick the right people. And we sat there for about 45 minutes. And then the shelter people came in and said, hey, um, that couple wants to see Katie, so you're going to have to end. And it was the end of the night. I went and got my stuff, and I had to leave through the front door, and it was right where Katie was meeting these people. And it was the sweetest, most wonderful thing that's ever happened. I was getting ready to walk past her, but I didn't want to disturb them, and she knows me. And she 
saw me and she jumped right in front of me and she was wagging her tail with her mouth open. And I could just hear, I could feel her say, I found them. I found the right people. Yep. And I'm going to get teary because it makes me teary. And so the, <laughs> the next day I went back and she was there and they said, oh, no, no, no. She, they have to do a home inspection. She's going to be adopted. And so they did this picture of Katie leaving with her um, family. And it mm-hmm. seriously was like a professional for photograph. She was sitting straight up and smiling and the people were smiling and they had a Kita experience and they were so happy. So two years later, I was in a restaurant in San Francisco and this was way down in San Jose. So it's like 45 minutes away. And I was in this restaurant and I saw them and I explained who I was and the experience I had. And they go, oh my gosh, we love Katie. We've had her, you know, for two years and she's so great and we just love her and she's the best dog ever. And so my whole point with that is, is that when we can empower these animals, when we can tell them, you know, you have a choice to stay or go. You have a choice to, um, to accept something. If we can tell them that, you know, explain to the dog that this man loves you and, and wants success for you and everyone around you does too. So you don't have to be, we don't like to say fearful, but you could say, you know, you don't have to be scared. You can be open to this because he loves you. And and when they feel that, when they're acknowledged and their feelings are acknowledged, really beautiful things can happen. And Katie's story was the most profound, but there have been other situations that I've experienced that other students have experienced too. And when you open that possibility up to them, and sometimes with our words is the best way because we might feel it, but since we're so expressive with our words that sometimes when we talk it out loud, we can feel it that much more. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So by saying to the dog, you know, you just talk about that conversation in your head that he's he's loved and he's so lucky because this man wants to keep him forever and ever. And that could be really empowering to him. And maybe it won't, but it's worth a shot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'll do that because um, he does want to keep him. And he is experienced with aggressive problem big dogs. Um, I mean, this is not a Reiki story, but... He he was in Jersey, and there was a dog that was going to be put down, and he was at, was at the shelter working at the time, and he asked if he could try to work with the dog. And it was a meth dog. It had been fed meth by drug dealers to make it mean. Oh, my God. That's awful. It took him three months to even be able to step in the kennel. And it ended up being the best dog. He took it everywhere. He moved to Germany for two years, took Tommy along, um, you know, complete turnaround. But it was kind of related to the dog knew he was safe and loved all of a sudden. And well, yeah, and just because, you know, we have to always remember, too, it's just because maybe someone doesn't have Reiki training mm-hmm. or, or like even when we first start Reiki, when you love an animal and you care about an animal, that, too, is a Reiki space. That is, people don't realize it. You know, when you're with that animal and you're 100% with that animal, that's that space of being, you know, and and being yeah. mindful of what's happening and acknowledging it. I think that's beautiful. We'll bless him for doing that. And keep us posted about this, Michelle, because I know we're, well, or not Michelle, sorry, Katie, because we're all interested in um, in hearing about that. That's a, that's a really sad little story for him, but hopefully it will have a really wonderful ending. Yeah, with he, you know, he had him about here. 12 years. Um before he died, and you know he had mm-hmm. a health problems because of the mess. Um, yeah. But, well, twelve you know, years is a long time, especially for a dog who, yeah. yeah, yeah. And to when he had mess, I mean, my gosh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that is crazy. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think this other dog just needs to get into that space, and it could be because there's three other dogs there. That yeah. Not yeah. quite sure. I, I'm not quite. I, I don't know. What it is, but it's yeah, that's okay. You don't have to know. Just yeah. keep creating that space and offering that beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, either bridge of light or whatever is easiest for you. Because not, the bridge isn't necessarily for everybody. I know when I first learned it, it wasn't necessarily for me. Mm-hmm. So whatever can help you stay in that space. And then also, you had brought up a good point too, Katie. Um, when we were think when we were going through our emails and back and forth, and about you know sometimes our monkey mind gets 
in the way mm-hmm. and it's hard to concentrate. And I wanted to share with everyone, sometimes all we have is 10 minutes or sometimes all our brain can handle is 10 minutes. And if we can just sit for 5 to 10 minutes and try and create that space for the meditation, and then maybe you get up and you leave and maybe you go do something and then you come back a few minutes later and you do it again and then you can leave and come back and do it at least three times. Because one thing I have learned over the years is when I was teaching at the shelter, when you're teaching level one, they don't have that capacity to sit and meditate for very long at all. But what we always noticed time and time again was that the Reiki built upon itself. So we would go in with a kennel of cats, and then we'd come out, and we'd talk, and then we'd be gone about 20 minutes, go back in, do another exercise, come out, talk, and then go back again. And by the third treatment, the animals were completely out. And Reiki really does build on itself. So if you don't have time, you know, don't put it off. Just give yourself five or ten minutes and then come back and do five or ten minutes and come back. You know, don't give up because our monkey mind will get the best of us. And that's why when we go into this next phase, too, we're going to learn about treatment for animals in the next lesson. But the lesson after that is the, um, the mantras and the symbols. And those are really wonderful for staying in that space. Yeah, so can I... Just like you said, you know, be there and then come back. I can't over Reiki him, can I? Um, not at all. No. Yeah, I mean, if, if he doesn't need it, or he'll just step out and not accept it, right? If he's exactly. Kind of had and enough for the day or he'll whatever. He'll disconnect. Exactly. He'll mm-hmm. disconnect. But always be careful. That brings up a good point, and this goes back to the animal treatment that we're going to learn in this next lesson. And but always make sure you don't give up. Like animals like sometimes to leave, kind of like. They're like, mm, this is enough. Let me go get comfortable. Let me drink or let me go to the bathroom or let me just stretch. Let me just get some space. And then they might come back. Also, it could be that, you know, are you really going to sit there and create this space? Is this really going to happen or are you going to give up? You know, mm-hmm. so just really go inward. And that three diamond exercise is a really great one if you get distracted. Just start practicing the three diamonds on yourself mm-hmm. and stay in that space that way. But definitely, if Kathleen always says, and I think this is so beautiful and so true, if you replace the word Reiki with love and compassion, can you ever give too much love or compassion? Can, is it ever the wrong time for love or compassion? And never is. And that's mm-hmm. all Reiki is, is just love and compassion. And you're just creating a safe space for them to connect and decompress and let go of their fears and worries and illnesses. Okay. Yeah, it's perfect. And did you want to share anything about a human treatment or? Um, I think it's to the one. No, that's okay. I with my husband. He's usually the volunteer. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, but he he does like more of the spot treatment because he's kind of abused his body in the gym through the years. So you know, it's uh-huh. like a hip or a shoulder or something. I did do a full body on him, but he uh-huh. notices. Um, well, as soon as I had Reiki one, he noticed that my hands were hot, you know. Um, and I now that I've had Reiki two, I feel more, um, I guess, tingly. I mean, they're hot, but I feel a tingly that I didn't feel as mm-hmm. much with Reiki one. Um, uh-huh. I think he finds it relaxing, but it seems like the spot Reiki is more what he likes or gets more out of, or I'm not sure. Well, you but, know, and again, that goes back to that human treatment part, right? Because mm-hmm. humans like that. It feels good. And if that's where he's aching, for you to put your hands on it feels really good to him. Because his intention is, oh, when she puts her hands on me, I'm going to feel relaxation, and it's going to feel really good, and it's going to help heal me. So that's where the humans, they love that hands-on. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic. I would do it more and more with him. I mean, just create that space within yourself. Mm-hmm. And really do that, like the Joshin Tokyo Ho is really great for when you give personal treatments because um, you're creating that space within yourself and it's sleeping out so it's really relaxing them. And then when you put your hands lightly on them, it's really powerful. So just really focus on creating that space when you offer the treatments. And it'll be interesting to hear if he starts noticing a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you so much sure. for sharing that, Kate. Um, so Jody, Jody um, is late to the class. She's new to the class because she was out down in San Diego 
um, working with, she got to offer Reiki to whales down at SeaWorld, wasn't it, Jody? Yes. Isn't that so cool? I just thought that was the coolest mm-hmm. thing ever. <laughs> oh, my oh, kids. Welcome, Jody. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> so do you want to share your homework? Um, I will. I will. Um, and I've, I've done an email, and I'm hoping to send it out tonight on the whale, so you should get that, Leah. Um, so oh, okay. I'll, I'll leave that there. But um, for the homework this week, I um, worked with a dog that I've known probably hmm, six or seven years. Only it, there was a traumatic event in the house. Not um, It was totally preventable, but he bit um, the three-year-old grandson in the face. And so he ended up in the pound and, um, you know, was supposed to be euthanized. And he's a pit bull, so, of course, that made it worse. Um, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an aggression bite. It was just a knock it off. Found out later the baby had hit him in the eye with a metal plate because he was left alone with the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's actually another really aggressive dog in the household that they're still leaving him alone with. So... When my friend called and said, you've got to, you know, send the baby Reiki, and I said, you know, I, I would need to talk to his parents, but, I'm, you know, I'll send love, and, and but I will send Duke um, healing because this was not Duke's fault. <laughs> this was not the parent's fault. And she said, oh, my God, don't say that to me. But so I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and connect with him and had to work through my anger because I've been saying it for three years that he's going to get yeah. that. Um and so I kind of just got myself really grounded and, um, you know, kind of opened it up for him. And he, it, it was just so sweet because he he wasn't anxious. He wasn't upset like you would think he would be, or I, my human brain, would think that he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just, it, it, he was just so um, happy to have that connection and it was like he had come and sat in front of me and just kind of laid his head on my chest, and we just sat that Aww. way for it. I mean, it was so sweet. And I just, you know, I just shared with him, I'll, I will continue to send to you, and I'm not sure what the next, you know, what your next journey is going to be. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to put out there that it, it's the path that's supposed to happen, um, right. whatever the highest and greatest good is, or goes my people, Reiki. Um, and so... So it, it was just, it was wonderful, and um, then found out, like, within two days that everybody there loves him, that they evaluated him, he's not aggressive, and somebody from Hawaii that has a rescue in Hawaii happened to be here and fell in love with him and wants to take him back. So Aww. they're working with the courts now, and I'm really just crossing my fingers that's where he gets to go, because really that was so not his fault. Um, well, you know, and it's great that you were able to send Reiki because Reiki can really help heal the situation and, and now right. maybe he's going to be in a place where he's not set up for failure because right. it does happen with dogs and, you know, and, and it could have turned out not so well. But the thing we always have to remember is that, and it kind of goes back to um, Jennifer's question, is that the way we can really help these animals, whether it comes out good or it comes out bad, is that we can just create that space and know that all healing is possible and maybe it's not what we think should happen. Right. Because sometimes what we think should happen isn't really the best thing for that animal at all. Right. But if we can just let it go and just be in that space. And what I love hearing, too, is you hear this so often with these dogs, they get put in the pound or punished because they bit, but this is animals, right? They don't hang on to it, they're like, wait a minute, what happened? Right, right. And, you know, as far as they're concerned, it's over with. It's done. Right. They don't hold on to that. And so we, it's a good thing for us to remember, too. Things happen, bad things happen to us. And if we can just let it go and like, well, that happened. And all I can do is not let it happen again and learn my lesson and move on, but not hang on to it with this fear or anger, this attachment where we grip it into our hands. You know right. what I mean? So that's that's really beautiful. And that, yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's been a lesson for me in just letting go what shouldn't have happened. And, you know, yeah. it was really nice because at the time that, the first time I shared with him, I shared space with him, I really thought he was going to end up being put down. And so it was just, a, let's just, let's just share this space right now. Let's just, 
you know, feels good and let's just have this love and, you know, I'm here for you and we can just hang and it was it was really nice. It was really nice. So I I love that. And then my chair um exercise, which I've done before, but my chairperson was sick and so I didn't want her to come out. <laughs> so what I did um yesterday after I I got the the new book and read it on my Kindle and okay. it was wonderful and I was like, Oh, this feels so good. I'm just gonna sit out here on my deck and just do some Reiki. So I've got a friend who is caring for her husband um, who is is dying of cancer, and mm. he's just really, um, it's just gotten to be really like towards the end. And so I thought I'm just going to send to them, and um, it's it's nice because I, you know, I've done people Reiki for so long, but I always question myself in my head, like, eh, is that me? So with any kind of messages for people. Um, so what's happened over all these years is that I will get, like, just a flash of a picture of an animal, which is nice, <laughs> then I can go to my cards or my books mm-hmm. and and kind of do it. And it was it was really beautiful because what showed up for both her and him was a puffin and um, oh. a swan. And, first, and they've been together. He's 51. They've been together since they were 14. Um and so both of those birds mate for life, which was beautiful. And the puffin really is, um, you know, giving you, helping you to thrive in times of darkness, um, focusing on gratitude, helping you understand what's going on around you. And the swan um, really kind of gives you, helps you with the ability to handle change and transformations with grace and dignity and you know, she's very devoted, and my friend Gloria is just, I mean, she really hasn't left Georgia's side for months. She's been doing all the care. So it was just so sweet to be able to send that to him, and she was like, oh, God, I just, you know, I needed that so much right now. Um, so that was really nice. But oh, I did tell my beautiful. son and his girlfriend they were in for a chair treatment this week. <laughs> so that'll be happening. Um, oh, yeah. good. So, yeah. yeah, that's so nice. That's That's nice that you can offer that to them, too, that's such a hard time. I hate hearing about people going right. Through. And and you know, to, I thought about going over there, but it's so um, it's just too much extra stimulation. Yeah. That you know, she's yeah. not really leaving, and he will get confused if other people are there. So I thought, you know, really in this situation, it's best just to do distance. And so glad that I can offer that to him. You know, at any time. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. It that's was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I love, love, love oh, the book. <laughs> Oh, good. So, so I ordered it. talking about the free Kindle book that we offered. It's the five powerful meditations to help heal your animal. That right. And I ordered a bench from Amazon because I thought, what a beautiful way to introduce people to, know, you know, if they're just, kind of scared of the word Reiki or exactly. unfamiliar with it. What a great foundation. It's so well written and, and it's beautiful. So, it is. It's a great book, and that was great that Kathleen did that. In fact, I, I um, we found one more typo, so we we'll have to edit it one more time, and then it should be. It's up on Amazon right now, and y'all can order it. But um, I, I am gonna fix this. It's silly because it's this obscure quote at the end, and Kathleen's, oh my gosh, I put the wrong person who said it. And I'm thinking to myself. I don't think anyone's going to know, but it mattered to her, so we need to fix that. Oh, perfect. No, um, I loved it. It was great. I just sat and okay. read it in like an hour or less. It was wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about approach. And I had some other homework to show that we're kind of running out, and I want to get this in really fast, so I'll wait and see how much time we have to show the other homework assignments. But I wanted to talk a little bit about approach. And since I have you already talking, Jody. Why don't you tell us, if you don't mind, sharing a little bit about when you go to SeaWorld and you do offer Reiki, how do you do that? Like, what is your approach and what would you suggest that other people do, since none of us um, have, that I think, at least I know I don't, um, had experience with offering Reiki in a in a very public, like in Monterey Bay Aquarium or a <laughs> right. or something like There's that. a lot of challenges. There's a lot of challenges. And really, um, my methods have changed because I've been, you know, going there for four years. And um, 
you know, just really kind of hooked up with Kathleen and and really doing these methods just, you know, th- this year. I'm so excited about that. So excited, in fact, that the Belugas are like, dude, wow, slow down. Um, but when I go to SeaWorld, usually um, I just sit with the Belugas. This time I did do killer whales. But when I go down there, you know, it's underwater viewing. So I will just kind of, before I get down there, I'll kind of do all my breathing, get myself grounded because, um, you know, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of kids screaming. There's just a lot of things going on. So I try and do that, you know, so I can focus like on a bench or something outside and just be quiet with myself and get myself really super grounded before I go down. And then um, and then I just, well, I just sit on the ground there and and kind of, you know, greet all of them and create the space and then offer it. And when I'm visualizing that, I will just, you know, kind of, kind of as I'm doing the breaths and, you know, having the light come out around me. I just kind of push it out into the water area so that they can swim through it. They don't have to be close. They can come um, into it or not. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, this time, you know, there's two things. And like I said, I probably spent four or 500 hours down there doing photography and watching them. And it was fascinating since learning this new system. Um, I learned two things about myself. One, because it's funny that that people will, even if there's places open, and it's happened all this time, I'm like, why is that happening? Um, but they will be, like, right on top of me, just right around me. And I finally mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, they're really digging on this energy, especially the kids. So, you know, I did learn that. But it, it is distracting having people talking and kids screaming and pushing mm-hmm. you out of the way. This time I actually took my iPod and just, I listen to Native American flute music. So I just put that in, even if it was just in one ear, so I could talk to people if they came up. Um, and the other thing I realized is, you know, I've got probably 100,000 photos of the belugas that nobody's really ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's kind of strange. But what I figured out about myself this time is really that's just a tool to get me to be present with them automatically right. I pick it up and I'm I am with them and if I get distracted that guaranteed that's when they'll come right to the window. So it was it was interesting to see that really it's not even about the photography or the cameras. It's about just you have to be present and watching and observing. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of focus and I don't you know, I don't sit there and concentrate for hours and hours like you know, I could be down there six, seven hours with breaks in between, but I'm not, like, focused on, like, doing this, I'm doing this. No, it's and, just, that's, and that's yeah. not really what it's about. It's just right. creating that space. Right. And, and, and you can still talk. And still yeah, talk oh, absolutely. I have conversations with the kids and the parents, and we talk about things, and the whole time I'm still, you know, holding that space for them to be part of. So it, it does take a lot of practice, though, and I'm, I was thinking about that the other day when I was here. You know, it's usually so quiet here when my birds aren't loud that it's really easy for me to get into that space and stay there. That it's it's yeah. challenging to do that when you're in public. Um, and I'm going, like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned at the class or not, that I'm going up to, I do photography, the photography tour at Wolf Haven in Washington. Oh, yeah. And so I came home, and they they actually had one that had a spot in a week or so. And I was like, Kim, I want to go. She's like, really? You're going to come again? <laughs> so I'll get nice. to go up and do that. And it's kind of the same thing because you have people there. They're there to do photos. But, you know, you can still, even if it's just moments, the animals love it. They just love it. Yeah, you know, they, and you're they, still doing that connection, and it's, right. it's really what's really most important is creating that space because meditation isn't all about, like we said, sitting down, being on the stage. No, about no. sharing that space with you and being able to share it, and being able to bring it to all situations, whether it's with an animal or with children or with other people, right? Or right. with you know, um, just your environment. Just sitting right. there and sharing it with the trees or gardening and sharing that space. You know, people don't realize realize gardening is even a meditation. Oh yeah, sitting there pulling weeds and I do it when I'm weed eating. You know, exactly. You just kind of get lost. So it's great to have that practice. So 
But I really appreciate you sharing that because it's important for all of us to remember, especially when we go to shelters, it's the same thing. You're going to have interruptions with people. Yes. You're going to have lots of noise. But, like, for you, that's a really extreme, a lot of people because it's right. a world and it's very loud and the energy of the people is really big all right. around you. So oh, it, it totally so is. But, yeah, that's, that. I mean, I think, you know, everybody should, you know, know that it's not it's not going to be perfect every time and that's okay and you're going to start and something's going to interrupt it and that's okay it's just it it, like you said earlier not to give up because sometimes sometimes it takes a a while for the animal to go oh this really is going on right you know okay i can trust you i'll make that situation or the wild you know animal park situation because there's so many distractions and when right. they finally clue in that you're not leaving and that, that energy is constant, they're like, oh, okay. Right. And, and with the in and wild animals, whether it's whales or the zoo or the mm-hmm. wolves, and it's just so, it's so, it's so beautiful to, to be sharing that space and then see them get it, see them right. connect in because, you know, most of them haven't had contact with people or that type of contact. So it's right. just it, it's wonderful. So yeah, I would just say yeah, it and takes, that's, yeah, it just takes a lot of of patience and time and and practice and know that not every time it's going to be perfect because it's not. <laughs> no, exactly, and that's a great place to practice because that's really going to be challenging. And again, we don't we don't have to use our hands. It's going to come in and out. And this way too, with the wildlife and especially like the whales, the people that are, the animals that are underwater, is they can come and go freely, which is nice. And you don't have to worry if they don't want it. They're just going right. to go away. In a shelter, it's a little different. We always want to make sure that if we get any feeling that the animal doesn't want Reiki, we want to make sure we turn to our side, keep our eyes averted, maybe keep them down. If you're working with horses, you always want to keep your eyes open. And maybe you just have a soft glaze, you know, eye going down. But make sure that you always keep yourself safe with aggressive dogs. We're all going to have this chance to work with aggressive dogs sooner or later. And just always make sure you keep yourself safe because your safety is most important. And the animal is going to take whatever they need anyway. You don't need to do hands-on. Right. You don't need, even though we really want to touch. Of course, we want to touch. But it's just a really wonderful thing to go to the zoo or the animal parks because there you can't touch. There's no right. touching, no matter if you really want to, so you can stay right. apart. But in the shelter, too, Sitting in with the cats, like you can go in the shelter and just sit in a room of the of the kennels, or sit in a room where they have all the little cats or the bunnies, and then you just offer Reiki. And the, the cats or the animals that don't want it, they'll turn their backs. They'll go to the back of the cage, and that's okay. You're not forcing anything. You're just creating a space. And sooner or later, most of them come and they hang outside. Their little arms will hang outside the cages, and they really like that. And it's such a great thing to be able to offer to animals. Right. But it sounds like most of you two are also getting the other people are asking you to offer Reiki, which is really wonderful. And so that's a great way to practice. Doing distant healing is a wonderful way to practice because I think I've shared with you all how we don't think it might work, but then like when Kathleen and I went to care, you, you could tell the animals, they remember you. And right. they remember you as a friend. And yes. I know you experienced that too. Yeah, so, absolutely. So Jody's experienced that when she goes to the to the um, water the, what is it called? The Sea World. Yeah, water. Yeah. And they do. Out. I mean, they come up. They interact with me. They'll play. Um, I can really because tell they when they remember they're... that energy. Oh, they, they do. Remember they love it. That. And they just because love that's it. how they remember each other too. They remember right. that energy and that feeling. And so that's it's a really beautiful thing to share. And in fact, I think Kate, was it you that shared that you did? the healing bridge for homework and the animal came on the bridge and you couldn't see it, but you felt the energy? Um, That wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't you. Okay. So one of the ladies did a healing bridge. She sent the homework and um, she said that the cat came on the bridge. It might have been Jennifer. And she couldn't tell who the cat was because she'd worked, you know, with shelter animals, a lot of different shelter animals over the years. But she could feel the energy, and she knew she knew that animal. And right. all she could see was this beautiful golden face of light. And that's a really beautiful thing, too. Nice. When we can just open our heart and not be so connected to what the animal looks like, it's just opening your heart up and letting that animal come and feeling that energy of love and, and recognition. So right. 
Right. I can't believe ladies, it's seven o'clock already and oh. I didn't even get to the homework for the other ladies that couldn't be here and I apologize ladies for that. Um sorry. But I'll answer them through email. So thank you all so much for another really wonderful class and the experiences have been so incredible and I can't wait to hear more. So next week it's all about in your just be sure to read your handout, it's all about approaching animals, it's all about the approach, what we need to do what we don't do. And in this um, lesson four, anything you find that's informative that you would like to use to hand out to tell people what you're doing, feel free. As long as you keep our name on the bottom and the copyright, we welcome you to hand um, our materials out and share them with the public. So please um, feel free to do that. And then the following week, we're going to do our mantras, um, the chanting. So Jody, since you've done it before, I'm going to count on you to really help me get everyone into that chanting mood. Because it's very fun and it's, it's a great way to keep you focused in your meditations too. It, so thank it you is. all so much. Yes, it is, isn't it, Jody? So thank you all so much and it was great connecting with all of you and I look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you, Leah. Okay, thank you. Thank Bye, you. Leah. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.